0: All right. We want to continue. We want to finish Uh, repentance from dead works. Amen. The first key, the first thing, amen, in surrendering your life uh, to God, the first thing in coming to God, the first thing in obeying God. Amen. The first step in the apostolic uh, doctrine is reproach. Repentance from dead works, amen. Paul said we ought to be zealous, zealous to repent, to say, I'm sorry, I've done the wrong thing. I'm on somebody, my God, and now I'm ready to do the right thing. And true repentance changes one's mind, amen. Uh, you can't do the same thing and uh, live a repentant life. Somebody. You know, a lot of times people are sorry because they got caught, sorry because they can't continue in what they were doing. Amen. Sorry because they're going to be embarrassed, uh, being exposed, amen. But true repentance changes one's mind, your heart, through your seat of affection. I'm godly sorrowful for what I have done, and I will not do it again. Amen. The word I've hidden it in my heart and emphatic, I will not sin against God. Amen. We get this in Hebrews five. We're going to start here um, as we started on the last one, uh, the part one, and we're going to start in uh, the 12th verse, Hebrews five. And 12, it says, for when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God and are become such that have need of milk and not of strong meat. For every one that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe, but strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use, they stay in this thing. They have their senses exercised. They they become mature to discern both good and evil. God is saying, if you stay in this thing, he's gonna give you a spirit of discernment. Amen. All right. Uh, Hebrews 6 and 1, he says, therefore, uh, anytime you see therefore, wherefore, you can substitute since this is a fact. A writer is building on a thought that he is already giving and he's adding something to it. All right, so since this is a fact, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. God wants to perfect each and every one of us. Jeremiah, go down to one whose name is the potter. Come on, somebody. Cannot I do with Israel as the potter does with this clay? Amen. God is perfecting. Amen. Uh, Be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Amen. Let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Number one, faith toward God. Number two, doctrine of baptisms. Number three, laying on the hands. Number four, resurrection of the dead. Number five, and of eternal judgment. Number six, the six principles that make up the apostolic doctrine. And verse three says, and this will we do if God permit. Come on, somebody. We're not here because we've dotted every I and crossed every T. Amen. We're here because of the goodness and the mercy of God. Amen. So what are you saying, pastor? Repentance is the first thing. Amen. Repentance is the first thing amen, the first doctrinal principle of the apostolic doctrine, amen, Uh, having a close walk in relationship with God is a repented heart, amen, being saved, you must repent, even being baptized, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, come on, somebody, My God, repentance is what God is calling for. Even in a mature walk in relationship with God, you must be willing to say, I'm sorry. I've done the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. He told uh, Cain, why art thou wroth and why have your countenance fallen? Come on, somebody. My God, you've done the wrong thing. If you will repent and do the right thing, will you not be accepted? Come on, somebody. My God, that message is for each and every one of us. Many times we do the wrong thing. Amen. But if we will repent, if we will repent and have a godly sorrowfulness for what we have done. Now, we are imperfect beings. Now, you know, there's going to be some time along the way that we're going to have to... Admit, I said, I did, I acted, I went, uh, I thought, amen, i done the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. But ye which are spiritual do what? Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. That is his uh, inclination. If a brother be overtaken in a fault, God wants to restore you, amen. But you cannot be restored if you don't acknowledge that you've done something wrong. How can you be saved if you think you're saved already? Amen. So it's so important. It's so important that we remember repentance is the first thing. Amen. Of our apostolic doctrine. All right, Matthew, the third chapter, verses one and two. Here's John's ministry. If you have not got the first part of this lesson, please go back and get Repentance from Dead Works Part 1. This is Repentance from Dead Works Part 2. All right, we're going to pick it up here in Matthew, the third chapter, verses 1 and 2. This is the ministry of John the Baptist. It said, In those days came John the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, saying, What? Repent ye. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. My God, John the Baptist, amen. The one uh, that was crying in the wilderness, starting out with the basics. Number one, repent ye. My God, preparing the hearts. Now, John the Baptist was a forerunner for uh, Christ. He said, there's one coming after me. And I'm not even worthy to stoop down and, and and tie his shoelace. Amen. Come on, somebody. My God. So he was the forerunner for Christ, but what was he doing? He was preparing the hearts of men. Amen. We have what's known as the Secret Service today that prepares for the president or a dignitary. Amen. To come through and they uh, doer surveillance of the area, and they've gone to the restaurants, and they have people on the rooftops, amen, they have a no-fly zone, amen, that's a physical preparation, amen, but John the Baptist was a forerunner for Christ, now Jesus was our forerunner, and I thank God for that, amen, because he came up from the grave and uh, arose from the grave and became first fruits. come on somebody, my God, and if he's I'm my forerunner, and if he got up from the grave, that means if I have to go by way of the grave, if he got up, I can get up too. I'm glad he's my forerunner, aren't you? Amen. So John the Baptist was the forerunner for Christ. Amen. But it wasn't a physical preparation. It was a spiritual preparation. He was preparing the hearts of men. Repent, that's number one, for the kingdom of heaven is at And amen, John is preaching repentance, amen. And repentance is key in every dispensation of the church, amen. Jesus comes preaching and he taught the same thing. Jesus said, repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Amen, and certainly we know that in that particular time, the day of Pentecost came as a result of that three and a half years of ministry. Uh, The kingdom's heaven's door was open and 120 souls and then 3000 souls afterward entered into the kingdom of God. But what was the message? Repent ye for the kingdom of heaven is his hand, the forerunner. And then here comes Jesus. Come on, somebody. There's no other name given in the heaven among men whereby we must be saved. Come on. What did what was his message? Repent ye. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. My God. Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you shall receive, come on somebody, the gift of the Holy Ghost. All right. Matthew, let's drop down to verses five through eight. It says, then went out of him uh, Jerusalem and all Judea and all the region round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan doing what? Confessing their sins. And I want you to know that baptism is tied with the remission, the removal, the forgiveness, the washing away of our sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees that came to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, we have Abraham to our father, for I say unto you that God is able of these stones to rise up children Amen. Unto Abraham. Look at verse 10. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is cut down, it's hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water, what? Unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. My God. So here's John the Baptist. And all of those that have come out to see and witness partake in his baptism. Amen. But he sees a certain group. Many of the Pharisees and Sadducees, they came to his baptism, but they didn't come with a repentant heart. They came with a a, a chip on their shoulder. You know where we are already saved. Come on somebody, my God. Uh, We have no need of repentance. Now, listen, we read Numbers 23 and 19, God is not a man that he should repent, neither the son of man. Come on somebody, God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He was the only one, amen that had no need of repentance. And after him, he said, all that ever come before me were thieves and robbers. People ask that question. Well, you know, uh, think about all those, John the Baptist and all of those that come before Jesus. Uh, What do you say to that? I say what Jesus said. All that ever came before him were thieves and robbers. My God, we know that uh, John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, before he came out of Elizabeth's womb. Amen. So, but Jesus said, all that have ever come before me were thieves and robbers. He was the only one that had no need of repentance. Here is the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Pharisees and Sadducees come out to his baptism. Amen. And they're witnessing this baptism, but their uh, perce- their perception is that we don't have need of this because we have Abraham to our father. Am I somebody? What is your point pastor? There's people today think that they're already saved and they have no need of repentance. My God, Uh, the perfect example. And I keep going back to this because it's so relevant. uh, And this is George Santos in uh, Congress now that Everything that he have said and documented and uh, shared with individuals and and have done uh, is a lie. It's it's false. And he says he's going to be exonerated of it all. In in other words, you know, he's not guilty of any of it. And we have facts. We know, my God, that his, his mother was not even in America at 9 11 and she couldn't have been at the Twin Towers. Yet he says he's going to be exonerated. He don't feel that he has no need. You know, I think this young man can be redeemed if he would just say I'm sorry, I lied, I was deceitful. Remember somebody acknowledging that you have need of repentance but this is the way of the world this is what people you know they uh, you know uh when you talk about Jesus come to save uh that which is lost you you'll have a hard time today finding individuals that will even acknowledge that they're lost and are in need of repentance we remember when Jesus came to uh, Zacchaeus, when he was up in the tree because he was short in stature, he said, Zacchaeus, I must come and sup at your house. Come on, somebody. And it's one thing in coming in contact with Jesus, amen. Job said, I abhor myself in sackcloth and ashes. My God, uh, I have need of repentance, amen. And Zacchaeus said, all that I have stolen, I'm giving it back fourfold and I'm sharing all that I have with the poor. My God, Uh, you know, on a counter with Jesus, it brings about repentance. You realize, my God, uh, people, they feel that they have no need of repentance because of mama's religion or daddy's religion. Come on somebody, people will tell you I'm Baptist born, Baptist raised, and when I die, I'll be Baptist dead. Come on somebody. Uh, but the, the Bible says in Ephesians 4 and 5, there's one Lord, there's one faith, <laughs> there's one baptism. Come on, somebody. Uh, there's one God, he was the father of all, he's above all, he's through all, and he's in us all. Come on, somebody. And unless you have that one Lord, that one faith, and that one baptism, you have need of repentance, i on somebody that we know that there's diverse baptisms that are being practiced in the United States of America. Day, matter of fact, in the world, Amen. But there's only one Lord. We went to that scripture in John eight, and I think it was twenty four. Except you believe that I'm He, that's written and read in your Bible except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Take with that Ephesians four and five, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, and except you have it, you're going to die in your sins. My God, and if you don't have the right one, You are in need of repentance. Come on, somebody. Verse 10 again, and now the ax is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not fruit, good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Amen. Bring forth fruit, meet for repentance. You can't be saved if you think you're saved already. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. My God, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Come on somebody, my God, ah it's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord. I'm standing in the need of prayer. Come on, somebody. My God, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. My God. And if we don't please God, we don't we won't get anything from him. Amen. Uh, our faith, what we believe about him. I am in need of repentance. Lord, I can't save myself. That's what dead works is. Anything that you're trying to do to save yourself is dead works. You have to let go of that and let God save you. Come on somebody. My God, Verse 10 again, and now also the ax is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down, it's cut down, and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. Come on, somebody. I'm bringing you, I'm preparing your heart and preparing you for the one that's coming after me. I'm not him. Come on somebody, there's one coming after me who is mightier than I am. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, my God, so they came unto uh, John the Baptist. Amen. Baptism. He says, I'm bringing you unto repentance. Come on somebody. God is the only one that can remit sins, that can forgive sins, that can wash you. My God, Uh, I'm bringing you unto repentance, but there's one coming after me who's mightier. My God, he's going to baptize you with Holy Ghost and with fire. My God, each and every one of us, we must bring forth fruit meat for repentance. Come on, somebody. I know um, we're watching the award shows and we hear Beyonce talk about she want to thank God. She's We're not talking about the same God. They teach that you are. You're not no God. You're not close to God. You're not equal with God. As far as the heaven is above the earth, so is his thoughts and his ways are above our thoughts and above our ways. Come on, somebody. My God. You know that you got people will tell and teach, you know, that we are gods. And when they say God, they're not talking about the God. Amen. They're not talking about Jesus. Amen. Each and every one of us. Numbers 23 and 19 again, God is not a man that he should lie. He wasn't a man. He became a man to redeem mankind back to himself. My God, but he was not the kind of man that lies. He had no need of repentance. He that knew no sin became sin for us. Everybody else, he said, all that ever came before me were thieves and robbers. Everyone else is in need of repentance. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, I'm standing. My God, your grace and mercy. I'm living this moment because of the grace and mercy of God. All right. Matthew 27 and 44, and then we're going to take in conjunction with that Luke 23. Amen. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all four writers talking about the same three and a half ministry, three and a half years of Jesus's ministry here on earth. Amen. That's kind of uh, looking at um, uh, the Michigan State uh a mass shooting, you watch it on CNN, you watch it on seven new action news, you watch it on four uh, action, and you can watch it on channel two. They're all talking about the same event. Amen. But they're talking about different things. <clears throat> different things about the same event. Amen. So Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are all three different authors talking about the three and a half years of ministry. Amen. Jesus had on this particular earth. And we're going to take this, we're going to take some of what Matthew said, and then we're going to take the physician, Luke 23. We're going to see what he has to say. Matthew uh, 27 and 44, it says, uh, the thieves also, which were crucified with him, cast the same in his teeth. What were they saying? If you be God, come down from the cross, save yourself and save us too. All right, Luke picks it up. He's talking about the same uh, two malefactors that were hung on the cross uh, with Jesus. Luke 23, 39 through 44. It says, and one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, if thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Does not thou thou fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee, To day, shalt thou be with me in paradise. Not heaven, paradise. You have obtained to the very best that you can. Come on somebody, my God. And uh, I heard one preacher falsely claim, well, that pimp, that thief, that crook, he went to be with paradise with Jesus. He failed to mention that he come to repentance. Repentance is key. Don't you fear God, seeing that we're hanging here with him? And we are here here justly we for we were do receive the the, the the just deeds for uh due reward for our deeds. We deserve to be here. But this man hath done nothing amiss, and what happens? He repents, he acknowledges even on the cross facing death. We read that Scripture in Kings, where they have carried them away captive, whether it be near or far, yet if they would bethink themselves and repent, make supplication. Come on, somebody. My God, I don't care where you are, how far you've gone. Jonah said, out of the belly of hell, cried I. And the Lord heard him. Yeah, even from hell. My God. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, he didn't say it was too late. He said, listen up, verily I say unto thee, today shalt thou be with me in paradise. My God, God honors a repentant heart. Come on somebody. My God, many times we'll find ourselves getting out in precarious situations. You thought you did the right thing, but it was wrong all the way wrong. My God, yet if you will bethink yourself, come to yourself. Like the prodigal son said, you know what? My father has servants in his house that are living better than I am. I'm gonna go back to my father's house. My God. Took his journey in a far country, not geographically. It was far from the way he had been raised, far from what he had been taught. Come on, somebody. Far from his core beliefs. And some of us are right in the church, yet we're in a far country. Come on, so you're not assembling yourself as the man of some are. You're not praying, you're not fasting, you're not reading your word, you're not seeking God, you're not allowing God to humble you and to order your steps. You're not praying, Lord, work in me both the will and the do of your good pleasure. Come on somebody, my God. You can be right around the church, right in the church, and yet in a far, oh, Zion, What's the matter now? You don't pray, you don't shout, you don't sing, you don't dance. You don't honor God like you used to. My God, repentance is key. My God, in every situation, my God, David was a man after God's own heart. I want you to uh, remember this. And uh, let's go to um, 2 Samuel. We need to read this because people say, well, how in the world could David be a man after God's own heart? And we're still reading and talking about David and Bathsheba. Uh, 2 Samuel 12. And... um, We're going to pick it up in verse uh, 13. And there's a whole lot that we're passing over here. And I want you to go back and get the thought before you. Because uh, Nathan came to David and talked about this man that had this one little ewe lamb. My God, but a rich man had company that came to visit him. And instead of taking from his herd. He takes this one man's ewe lamb and slaughters it to take care of his visitors. And David was just indignant. Surely God is going to avenge. You know, this is just horrible. And Nathan said, David, you're the man. My God, how can can David Uh, be a man after God's own heart. And we're still talking about this me mishap here. All right, let's go to 2 Samuel 12. And then we're going to pick it up in verse 13. we won't read 13 and 14. It said, and David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. How be it? Because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. My God, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. My God, David had to pay a great price for this sin. Matter of fact, let's back up. Let's go back to verse nine here. We're gonna read a little bit of this instead of you taking it for homework. Um, uh, Let's go back to seven. And Nathan said to David, thou art the man. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I anointed thee king over Israel. I delivered thee out of the hand of Saul, I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives unto thy bosom and gave thee the house of Israel. I made you king of Israel and Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover had given unto thee such and such things. That's all you had to do was ask me, David, why Why did you have to do this? My God, if if all that I've done for you, if I took you from just being a little tender of your father's sheep and made you king of not only Israel, but Judah as well. My God, look at verse nine. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now, therefore, the sword shall never depart from thine house because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house. And I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. My God, you did it in secret, but it's going to happen to you in open. Uh, for thou didst it secretly, but I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin, and thou shalt not die. My God, God had to let David know, I know right where you are. Just like the woman at the well, the husband you're living with now, he ain't yours. Come on somebody. She said, sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. When Nathan let David know that he was the man now, God let him know, you're going to have to suffer greatly for this sin. but I'm going to pardon. on you know somebody, You're going to have to suffer, but he's still a man after God's own heart. Why? Because he repented, He repented. Uh, Let's read it again. Verse 13. After he let him know what was going to happen to him. Verse 13. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And on another occasion, he said against thee and against thee only have I sinned. Come on, somebody. When you sin, it's not against your neighbor. You're sinning against God. Come on, somebody. My God. Um, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Repentance. When you find your way far off the beaten path. My God, gotten yourself so far that you don't even know how to even start to return to get back into the good graces of God. My God. Repentance. Lord, I have I acknowledge that I have done wrong. I've done the wrong thing. Now I'm going to do the right thing. My God. And I'm sure it cut God to his heart because God has already said, he said, my word have come out of my mouth and it will not return unto me void. It will accomplish what I set it out to do. The wages of sin is death, my God. And because you have done this, David, my God, evil, my God is going to be in your house, but God is going to spare your life. And he's still known as the man after God's own heart because he re. Repentant. Repentance is key. Come on somebody. My God. You know, and people will accuse you. Well, I remember when you did this and I remember what you when you did that and I remember when we used to run. But Jesus said, I remember when you repented. Yeah, the world is going to remember all the wild side and all the negative stuff. But Jesus is going to remember when you repented and came home. Come on, somebody. The father, when he saw the prodigal son, he ran. Now, come on, somebody. This is indicative of of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He, He didn't say, well, let him drag his old self on. look at him. He poor and naked and wretched and undone, he'd lost his ring, done lost his sandals, he'd lost his robe. Look at him. The father the, the Bible said the father ran and fell on his neck, hugged him, embraced him, said Bring him a robe, put some sandals on his feet, put a ring on his finger. Now The same thing. He's lost all of his inheritance, but he's saved. He said, my son was dead, but now he's alive. Come on, somebody. My God said, yeah, that's a price to be paid. There's no inheritance for him anymore. He spent all of that. There's a price to be paid, but you can live. You can survive if you will repent and what did the son say father i am no longer worthy to be considered your son just take me back as a hired servant repentance was in his heart and when repentance is in your heart it will come off your lip well daddy i just came back to see what was going on you know i uh, you know somebody uh, you know knocked me down in the way and they stole all my stuff When you are repentant, it will come out of your mouth. Come on, somebody. My God. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord. I'm standing in the need. My God. Not my brother. Not my sister. You know, people come back at me. They blame all everything. Well it was that bad economy. If it wasn't for that economy I'd still be rolling. No, no, no. It was that riotous living. Come on somebody. My God, it was your backslidden state that stripped you and raped you of everything that you had. And thank God you came to yourself. Yet if they would bethink themselves. My God, whether the enemy have carried them away captive, whether it be near or far, if they would bethink themselves and make supplication and, and, and repent, my God. And the father said, Listen, nothing doing. Get him a robe, put some sandals, give him a ring for his finger. Not only that, Kill the fatted calf. My son was dead, but now he's alive. My God, who wouldn't serve a God like this? And one of the things that we've read in, um, um, in Revelation, God is going to come, Jesus is going to come and reestablish David's throne. My God, and he's going to be the ruler over the new earth. My God, who wouldn't serve a God like this? My, my God, you all remember what David told Solomon. Now, listen, be sure to do what uh, God has says. And he said, there shall not fail uh, me, said he, a king upon the throne. David didn't. I don't think David understood and knew that that throne was going to be his. He was talking to Solomon, his son. Well, you know, if you walk up right before God, you'll be the one on the throne. God is going to restore that throne and give it back to David. My God, because David is a man after God's own heart because he repentant. Come on, somebody. Each and every one of us, We can be a man or woman after God's own heart. Now, listen, I don't think there's nobody here that's going to walk this, uh, you know, live this life without making no mistake. And everybody's going to hit holiness and righteousness. Listen, my God, I believe God is going to have to have mercy on every one of us. Amen. But in order to make that mark, we have to live repentant lives. Oh God, I'm sorry. Not just telling God, tell the person, leave your gift at the altar and you go tell the person that you have aught with. I'm sorry. Come on somebody. My God, that is the heart of God. A repented heart is going to be key in every dispensation of this church in which we are living right now. All right. Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 5. Luke, the 13th chapter, verses 1 through 5. There were present at that season some that told him of the Galileans. Everybody ought to have your Bible. This is Bible class. This is Bible class. Read it along with me. We're going to end up early today. I only have a few more scriptures. Matter of fact, just a few more scriptures here. All right, and we're going to be done with repentance from dead works, amen? Uh, What you're trying to do to reconcile yourself and to make yourself worthy, Paul said, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel that they might be saved. My God. But we got to be saved God's way. All right, Luke 13, 1 through 5. There were present at that season some that told him, that's Jesus, of the Galileans, whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And Jesus answering said unto them, suppose ye that these Galileans were sinners above all of the Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall likewise perish. Are those 18 upon whom the tower of Shalom fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. My God, do you suppose just because people suffer such things that, um, they were a bigger sinner than you are? No, that was a, a, a heinous act that Pilate had committed. And when they had told, uh, Jesus how he had taken, uh, a certain of those, um, Galileans and killed them and mixed their blood with the blood of sacrifice and uh, uh, sacrifice idols and and sacrificed them unto idols. And, And Jesus said, do you suppose that those Galileans were bigger sinners because they suffered such things? I mean, if we consider some of the stuff that's going on in the world today. My God, gather yourself together, O nation not desired before the decree, before the wrath of God. My God, when we see God's wrath being poured out on this earth today, do you suppose the individuals that are losing their lives to such heinous acts, uh, just senseless acts of violence, do you suppose that they're a bigger sinner than you are he said i tell you nay except we all repent lord it's me it's me it's me oh lord my god i'm standing in the need of a blood covering come on somebody my god i thank god he is the perpetuation of our sins dear children I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the father. Who is he? Jesus Christ, the righteous. Who is the perpetuation of our sins? What is that? An ever atoning sacrifice. That blood that reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. My God. And it shall never, ever, ever, ever lose its ability to make me white as snow. My God, who wouldn't serve a God like that? Jesus, my God, that blood, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And when God looks at you, He looks through the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, and the blood hides a multitude of sins. Come on, somebody. Has it been applied unto you? Thank God it has. Come on, somebody. God said, I have you in the palm of my hand and no man can pluck you out. But my God, we find out in Hebrews uh, 10 and 27, he calls it a willful sin to know to do And not to do, he calls it a will for sin. And what was done at Calvary's cross was of none effect. My God, you have people walking right out of their blood covering. I got you in the palm of my hand. No man can pluck you out, but you can walk out yourself. And when you know to do and don't do, he calls it a willful sin. And what was done at Calvary's cross? That blood that was shed is not covering you anymore. My God, Paul said, be zealous. Let us be zealous. Get back into the house. Get back into the right graces. Get back in in fellowship with God among somebody, open up your mouth, my God, and say, Lord, I repent with sackcloth and ashes and abhor myself. My God. It's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord. I'm standing, you you know, I'm not here you know, uh, trying to blame somebody else. When I stand before him, I'm going to have to give an account for what I have done in my body. My God, I won't be able to talk about what somebody else influenced me to do. They don't have to pay for that. Amen, what somebody talked me into doing and, you know, I just, you know, I really didn't agree. Listen, all of that, It's not going to be good enough. Get right with God. Get right, church, and let's go home. All right. Do you suppose that they were greater sinners because they suffered such things? And how much suffering do we see going on in the world right now? What did he say? A thousand will fall at your side. Ten thousand will fall at your right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye will thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. That's not for you. It's the reward of the wicked. My God. But we can get right out there with him and we will accept you repent. You shall likewise, maybe not in the same way, but you're still going to perish. My God. We don't need to read that again, do we? There's no sin that is secret in God's eyes. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, Luke 15 and 7. Luke 15 and 7. I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that does what? Repenteth more than over the ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Come on, somebody. It's not his will that any man should perish. My God, but that everybody would come to repentance. Amen. And heaven rejoices at just one, just one soul that will repent. Amen. And it's so important that we witness. And he said, until this gospel be preached into the whole world, and then shall the end come. My God is so important, so important that we tell the world about this man Jesus. He's at the well and he's healing the sin sick soul. My God. But what's going to be key? Repentance. Done the wrong thing. Come on, somebody. Who wants to get in the church and keep doing what you're doing? Who wants to get saved and and, and keep living a life, a raggedy life, a whoremonger, a liar, a thief, a murderer, an abuser? My God, a rapist. Who, Who wants to get in church? And remain the same. Repentance is a turning, a Godful sorrowfulness. My God, I'm turning, not a 360, but a 180. I was going one way, and now I'm going toward Him. I'm going on to perfection. He's perfecting this thing, He's perfecting holiness. Somebody said, I cleaned up my house and I kicked the devil out. Now I can feel God. He's perfecting me. My God, I can feel God stretching out in me. Come on, somebody. My God, Jesus was the only one that had no need of repentance, but heaven rejoices at just one soul. My God, that repents. Now, you know babies get more attention in the family than anybody else. Come on, somebody! Ooh, they so cute. They so this, and they smell so good, and their breath is so much. My, my God, you all know how we rejoice when a baby come into the a house. Oh, let me hold him. Let me hold him. Heaven rejoices. My God, when one soul repents and comes home. All right, Luke twenty-four. 44 through 47. Look at this until this gospel be preached to the whole world. Look, Luke 24, 44 through 47. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the laws of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Look at verse 45, then open thee their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. When you read your Bible, ask him to open up your understanding. Come on somebody. There's people that have degrees in divinity, uh, religious studies, Come on, somebody, Christian learning, they don't understand Acts 2 and 38. They don't know who Jesus is unless he, uh, uh, Mary said he has hidden it. My God, from the wise and prudent and done what? Revealed it unto babes. Oh, yes, he did. Everybody don't know who Jesus is. Everybody don't have the revelation. Everybody don't understand truth. All right, look at 45 again. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. Three and a half years with Jesus in his earthly ministry, yet he had to open up their understanding. My God that they might understand and know Jesus is the Father, Jesus is the Son, and Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And all of these three are one. My God, when they were baptizing, they didn't have to call the name because the name was standing right there. Come on, somebody. Well, what name did they call when they baptized when Jesus was there? Well, they didn't have to call the name. Come on, somebody, the name was standing right there. But when he went away, he opened up their understanding. And now we baptize in the name of Jesus. You don't find nowhere in the Bible somebody baptized Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Baptize in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins. Come on, somebody. Uh, There's nobody else have the authority to remit, to remove, to wash away, to forgive sins But Jesus, my God. All right, he opened up their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. 46, and he said unto them, thus it is written, and thus it would behoove Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Verse 47, as I thought, that what repentance and remission of sins should be preached in what? His name among all nations beginning At Jerusalem, from the first dispensation all the way through all dispensations of the church, repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name. There is no other name that can remit sins that have authority, my God, to wash away, to cleanse, to make whole what could make me white as snow. Nothing but the blood. My God, what could make me whole again? Nothing but the shed blood of Jesus Christ. My God, and until this gospel be preached unto the whole world, and then shall the end come. My God. Uh, Luke 17 says he must be rejected of this generation. A lot of people are hearing. A lot of people are being witnessed to, and they are rejecting him. That's okay. That's okay. Come on, somebody. They didn't listen to, to Noah. My God, and in Lot's day, they were totally turned out to what they wanted to do. They didn't want to hear nothing about no s- salvation. Come on, somebody. They just wanted those men. They they had in their mind what they, they were set. On what they wanted to do. But Abraham said, Lord, peradventure, if they be ten men, and but he was talking about just one, just one. My God, heaven rejoices that just one sinner that will repent than the 99 that have no need of repentance. Shall I hide from Abraham what I'm going to do, seeing that he's going to be a great nation? Come on, somebody. Abraham was a friend. He was a friend of God. And we are friends of God. Come on, somebody. And everybody ought to have an inkling in your spirit that God is soon. He's soon to come. Let us live repentant lives. Amen. Let God uh, uh, put you on the wheel. Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Cannot I do with Israel? Cannot I do with new grace? Cannot I do with Pastor Dumas as the potter does with the clay? I wanna make it anew. My God, as it pleases me, creating me a clean heart, renewing me a right spirit. My God, hallelujah. I wanna hear God say, well done thou good and faithful servant. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, let them be acceptable in my sight. I counsel you to buy of me gold that's been tried in the fire. My God, be patient with me. God ain't through with me yet. Come on, somebody. He's still, my God, perfecting the holiness and righteousness with each and every one of us. But I don't want to stand in the way. I want to live a repentant life. Lord, whatever you got to do, my God, whatever I got to give up, Whatever I have to rid myself of, i rather have you. Paul said, I'll let nothing separate me. My God, I haven't uh, uh, apprehended that for which I've been apprehended for. But this one thing I'm doing, I put those things behind and I'm reaching to those things which are before. And I do what? I press. I'm pressed toward the mark of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Come on, somebody. My God, it's pressing time. The searchlight is on. Come on, somebody. Lord, search me. And if you find anything that shouldn't be, come on, somebody. My God. I'd rather have you than to hold on to it. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. That's part two. Repentance from dead works. Stop trying to save yourself. You can't save yourself. Holiness, righteousness is God's standard. Not what you watered it down to be and what you want it to be. My God, sometimes I I preach, uh, teach Bible class like I'm angry. Yeah, I'm angry with with Satan. I'm angry. And sometimes as a coach, as a cheerleader, as a mentor, as a parent, as a pastor, you have to want for somebody that they don't even want for themselves. They don't even know. That's why you're so emotional and, and, and you know about certain things. Paul said, I travail with you again until Christ be formed in you. My God, you're going to need King Jesus. Ah, my God. You're going to need King Jesus on your side. Amen. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. If you're under the sound of my voice and you have not been baptized in Jesus name, you haven't been filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Amen. Call me. 734 6891 734 477 6891 call me call me call me we will return your call amen. We will share with you what thus saith the Lord. He said, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. We will share with you the scriptures. Amen. We will meet with you, baptize you in the name of Jesus. Come on somebody. My God, for the remission, the removal, the washing away of your sins and a great big God that will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Acts 1 and 8 says, and you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. If you have not had that experience, call me, call me, call me. My God, don't wait. Call, call, call tonight. Amen. While God is dealing with your heart, while he's pulling at the purse strings of your heart, Amen. He said, in the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. Amen. We will wait on you. Amen. Baptize you and God will fill you with his spirit. Amen. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer.